0: Huey, are oh, you? Yeah. no doubt about you. You made it. I did, yeah. Can you hear me, all right?
1: Yeah, I can. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah, loud and clear. Yep. It's uh, mate, you, you're going to be famous after this. What?
1: Tell me about that.
0: You'll have to put you'll have to put another three staff on. Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> tell, tell me about
1: the distribution audience.
0: So what's what's the audience? The audience is about nine thousand farmers. Really? Yeah. Cool. Sorry, mate. What's that? It's Sorry, reading. mate. I lost that. What was that? Yeah. What was that? No, no,
1: that's fine. I said I assume we're not recording yet. No, not yet. No, that's cool. It's good. Cool. Now I not do. I, I do. I am pretty strict on my twelve o'clock appointment, so I'll just.
0: Yeah, we'll we we'll go. So what it is, we we uh, we cut it down to fifteen minutes. Yep and normally only record for, you know, literally 20, so we can get straight into it and sure. just, treat it, just treat it like it's a conversation. And at the end of the day, mate, all, all I wanted to do was uh, talk about access to capital, uh, yep. probably from, from anyone's perspective, but particularly from a farmer's perspective. And yep. I guess the theme for me is, yeah, getting access to capital, you know, money's as cheap as it's ever been, or at least in living memory, but is it is it actually easy to get? Yeah. Uh, and I guess what, what can you do, what can sort of you do um, as a business to prepare yourself best yep. prepare yourself to 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 actually get it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is there um, an agenda behind this in terms of your finance product?
0: Uh not not really, Matt. No, we are just okay. trying to do it as a bit of a general interesting. thing. Like I think, um yeah, not no, no, we're not we're not using it as a, as a PR machine behind yeah, sure. um, okay. our finance product. I mean I, I might uh, I might make mention of it but, but it's not yeah not not generally the theme. It's probably just something that's interesting for yep. for um hopefully someone to listen to. So yeah, sure. um and then at the start of it I just think you know introduce yourself and then just give you an opportunity for a few minutes to just give a quick you know one two minute background on yourself where you grew up where you're from yep. you know, where what a little bit about your business now and I guess uh i try to close then on you know where you're headed in the next three to five years. Oh, um, okay. Awesome. So yeah it's an thank opportunity you, for you, I'm you to
1: I feel very honored that you've uh you've asked me to do it. So thank you
0: kindly. No nah, it's good mate. We we we, I, we usually Emma and I do it and we sort of interview like generally grain centric people and I just said to him, we should do a finance related yep segment. So um yeah. So anyway, if you're happy to go mate, uh awesome. we'll rip in and I'll just yeah, as I said, just treat it like it's a conversation and if there's any ums and ahs and splutters and stuff, they can cut it out. So
1: um uh, that's fine. We'll uh, I'll do my best.
0: Go, go, go hard. Right. Very good. Well I'll, I'll do the intro as I normally do and then uh invite you in. Okay. So, Thanks, mate. No worries. Hi there, Ben Reid here, Head of Growth and Co-Founder at Digital. and today for our 12th version of Harvestable podcast, I've got Richard Hewitt um, from Nimbus Broking on the line. How are you, Richard? I'm well, Ben. How are you? Good, mate. Great to have you on board. Um, I've known you for some time now, but uh, I guess we thought today... Uh, on this version of the podcast, we want to have a conversation around uh, finance and, I guess, getting access to uh, to finance. And um, I know we'll, we'll talk a little bit in a moment about your your business, um, Nimbus Broking. But um, yeah, I guess before we sort of get into that, I'll just yeah give you a minute or two just to give a quick introduction as to you know who you are, where you where you uh, grew up, etc. And I guess um, yeah, a little bit about what you're doing now.
1: Yeah, sure. Thanks, Ben, and uh, thanks for asking me asking me to have a chat i appreciate it um so i grew up originally on the southern tablelands of new south wales so in the between gunning and Crookle on a predominantly grazing property there which was originally mainly wool now is still operated by my youngest brother so it's diversified more into um into some meat production there as well um and from there i spent a bit of time as a jackaroo out of Canambal and before university and um spent some years in grain trading and similar to yourself after university before going into sort of agri finance where I spent um, nine years working for one of the major banks uh, for the first few years as an agri manager there and in sort of a regional manager, middle management there the last couple of years. Um, And look, I I guess I just saw in in that experience from the early days an opportunity to um, work on behalf of growers rather than on behalf of uh, a bank. So, um, I eventually took took the plunge to set up my own business, which is, is Nimbus, um, where we provide broking and sort of advisory services with the majority of the clients being being farmers. So, you know, we effectively uh, provide advice to the farmers. We work with them in terms of compiling detailed professional submissions to banks in a bank centric way. We try and make it as watertight as possible from a bank's perspective before the bank sees it. So we iron out all the questions, et cetera, that the bank's going to ask. Um And then sort of targets who we send, you know, various applications to, what bankers we deal with, um, and all the way through the process to sort of maximize the outcomes for the clients from both the perspective of, you know, getting the required finance and also um, getting it on terms, interest rates, conditions, et cetera, that are as favorable as possible for them. So that's it it in a nutshell, Ben.
0: Yep. Well, I'm sure there's... Uh, you've summarised it well in a, in a few minutes, and you know, I guess today really wanted to to um, hone in on talking about you know getting access to capital, and you know I guess there's a there's a few things front of mind for most, you know particularly for farmers I guess, and there's obviously many people through the supply chain further, um, you know through storage and handling of, of grain, and you know obviously in the livestock sector um, as well. But I mean the, the pricing of land, uh, I guess in the last you know, five to 10 years, um, particularly probably in the last five years, you know, it's no secret that it's, it's rallied strongly. And, um, and you know, p- part of the reason for that, I guess, is the, the, the low interest rates that are, that are available. But I guess I wouldn't mind just asking a question around, although interest rates are low and there's, you know, money looking for a return, is, is it actually easy to get access to, to that money and to that capital? And just maybe from your, you know, your experience, um, talk a little bit yeah. about that.
1: Yeah, sure, absolutely, and that's like obviously a really interesting, uh, interesting topic that we deal with every day. Like, like there is no doubt, you know, money is cheap, but in terms of accessing it for anyone who's probably been involved in that in recent years, it is more difficult than ever. Like the, you know, and we mainly in agri deal with the major banks. Look, they are all keen to do agribusiness, to do farming loans. They want to do it. Like, they see it as a good area. However, um, the process, the requirements, the hurdles. Um, to get there, and the time frame that it takes are more onerous, more onerous than ever. Um, a, a lot of it derives, you know, it, it was always probably getting a bit tighter. Um, the royal commission that was held a couple of years ago um, accelerated that and has made it made the processes a lot more onerous than what they were previously. Um, so it's a, a funny environment where we have a really positive agri sector, we have asset values going up, we have money that's relatively cheap um we have banks that want to lend in this space however the process to get that money is is a lot more onerous than it's ever been ever been i would expect
0: yep yep okay that's interesting and and i guess how i always talk about being shovel ready um or re- ready to 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 borrow i guess what what advice can you give people today um you know in a in a succinct way, I guess, is to how can they best prepare themselves to be looking, you know, if they're looking to access capital, how can they best prepare themselves for that?
1: Basically, have your house in order, I would summarise it as, I mean, the banks, you know, obviously numbers and everything are important, but so are, um, so are the people that the banks are dealing with and their judgment of character is, is key in the process. Now, for for a bank manager or, you know, or their credit officer sitting in a metro centre, how do they judge character? They don't know, you know, you personally, they don't know who gets up, you know, before daylight every day, who's the hardest working person is. I mean, I guess the way they judge that is how we present information to them. How accurate the information is, how timely it's presented, um, and how detailed it is. So I, I go to things like, you know, yield histories. Like if people have a detailed yield history, um, the banks love that. It's very valuable. One, it's good good information in terms of uh, assessing cash flows and things. But it's also a great a great um, view on the client and their ability to record information and manage information, etc. You know, having, for example, ATO positions like tax positions up to order, like lodging bazes on time, they check all of these type of things and this all comes back to character. Um, and if it's not, you know, and if it's being not in order, then it reflects negatively and can make it, you know, can in itself be a deal breaker in terms of getting finance done.
0: Yep, it's interesting, and I, I hadn't actually prepared. Uh, I didn't pay you to 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 say that before, Richard. But I guess we have um, one of our software platforms, with a Waypath app, which we um, have in the market, which farmers use to track their their grain, which we call from paddock to payment, I guess. But particularly looking at yield um, and grain inventory that you have, I guess you know, using something like that, or at least having, as you say, your house in order with with uh, records, historical records, and, as you say, current uh, financial records in, in order. Uh, it sounds like that's the best advice.
1: Yeah, um, look, absolutely. And and for the record, I didn't realise you had that product, Ben. But, um, but absolutely, that type of thing is gold. And there's obviously technology out there now that can make these processes a, a lot easier. I mean, it's only as good as the data that goes into it. Um, and I would say sometimes some of it gets too complicated and we just need to simplify it a bit to make it, you know, easy and concise for the bank. They don't want, you know, they don't want a 25-page report on yield histories. They want a spreadsheet saying, you know, historically, over the last 10 years, this has been the record as in, you know, area sown, area harvested, you know, yield, grain received type of thing. So, but but, no doubt, technology is helping to make some of these things easier for those who are, who are adapting to it.
0: Yes, definitely. And so I guess... Um, then the other thing too is, I guess, you know, money's cheap, but the serviceability um, is, a, is probably more of a more of a um, a question now, more so than, than the equity. I guess, as you talked about yeah. before, equity's strengthened. I guess that serviceability is the um, the main the other main component.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, in times gone by, um, you know, security, equity um, were important. They still are. But as you outlined at the start with what land values have done, it's really a limiting factor now. And the majority of the time, you know, the serviceability is the limiting factor. I mean, if if I can just tangent, take a step back, really, I mean, banks can bore you with policy and fill rooms of with paper if they, you know, printed out all their policy. But at the end of the day, there's like four key factors here that they look at. Two of them are related and that they are, one, equity, um, and related to that is the security level that the bank has. They can be different, but uh, obviously related things. Um, The next one is serviceability, which is what we'll talk about now. And then the last one is, you know, what we were talking about previously, basically what I call management, but that goes to the character piece and um, being organised and having things in order, et cetera, et cetera. But but as you said, like in terms of the serviceability piece, there is no doubt that's ninety-five percent of transactions we do now, that's sort of the most limiting factor and where we spend the majority of our time to cover to cover that off. Um, you know, in terms of doing really detailed cash flows and explaining those cash flows and not only just putting pieces, you know, putting um, you know numbers on paper, but also having like production schedules and things behind them to explain how we got to those to those values, particularly from an income perspective. Um, you know, it needs to be, I guess, to be understood. And different banks have different policies, but they will largely, normally, then sensitise those cash flows. They may not agree with the um, the commodity prices we've used. They tend to be a bit backward looking with them. So, you know, the, 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 you know they may not, they won't be using nine or ten dollars a kilo for lamb, for example. They obviously won't be using current, you know, canola prices um, or even wheat prices. They tend to be more conservative from that point of view. Um, they will also, you know, sensitise interest rates. Um, so even if you know people are paying two and a half percent, they'll probably be working on five, six percent in terms of doing their analysis in the background. And the other point is that even if um, facilities are offered on an interest only basis, as they often are, especially initially with a property purchase or something, then in the background the analysis from the bank's perspective, the ability to pay principal and interest from cash flow over time.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you've talked a, a lot there about sort of the, the farm lending and and particularly probably finance from, we'll call it the the, the cornerstone banks. Um, I wouldn't mind just, just quickly talking about, I guess, alternative finance in Agri um, and, you know, noting that there are some, some you know, newish entrants into, you know, whether it be, um, you know, livestock finance or um, equipment finance or I probably just wouldn't mind yep. understanding what, what you're seeing in that. In that part of the world as well,
1: yeah. Look, look. There's no doubt over you know over recent years, there's probably been more players in that space, um, and and it has a place. It's you know it, it's interesting um, in that it's a gap that the banks aren't really really filling, and, and and often it comes back to you know why do people do that? Mainly, one is probably ease, and two has traditionally probably been security levels that if the bank. Um, if the client, sorry, doesn't have you know, sufficient security or equity to provide to the bank to get that additional funds they need, be it for the cropping inputs, be it for um, livestock, you know, purchasing breeders or trading livestock or something, that these other guys are filling the space without having the same requirements as the banks. It's – look, oh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's an evolving area. It's an area that – it works. At times it works. The, obviously, the funding is usually more expensive, but if it's that or nothing, then then often – um, then often it works to to have it, so it, it it has a role, and I think it's just going to be interesting to see how that plays out over time because it certainly seems to be a growing you know a growing area at the moment.
0: Yeah, that's good. Well, I guess part of the reason for me asking that question is that we as a business have been providing uh, grain inventory uh, as well as cotton inventory finance for for, for grain and, and cotton buyers as well as grain and cotton farmers for uh, the last roughly three years. And, you know, we are looking at that space to, to, to grow into that space as well, which is complementary, I guess, to our software, um, business as well. And, you know, as, as you pointed out, um, you know, the, the, the big banks, I guess, aren't probably looking as closely at that area because they maybe they don't need to, maybe they're comfortable, uh, more comfortable being where they, where they are and and maybe the, the opportunities in that area are not big enough for them to, to warrant, um, looking at. But uh yeah, but anyway, that's that's interesting, Richard. And, yeah, and I guess I think it's, a uh, of,
1: it's a mixture of all those things why they don't you know, why they aren't quite so active in that area. Um you know they tend to be very much you know bricks and mortar type of type of lending and and whereas some of you know this new uh finance and as you know I'll probably understand as you do you take take the commodity itself as the security rather than actually needing bricks and mortar as security and that's sort of a key difference to it.
0: Yeah, it is, and which is what we're what we're doing. You know, taking the un- underlying commodities the security, and you know, I guess uh, certainly m- maybe not as, as um, static uh, an asset as, as a farm or farmland or or bricks and mortar, but certainly still, you know, blue chip blue chip commodities that are um, well traded and I guess have a, have a value um, in market, which is which is. Uh, which is you know working well, and I think yeah you know, we're looking forward to to continuing to to grow that part of the business out. But um yeah I guess th- thanks for your time. I, I guess in closing I always like to try and ask uh, where I guess you as a, a business and probably the, the industry is heading in the next three to five years. Um yeah if you'd be interested to where's your where's your uh, where's your brain headed Richard.
1: Yeah, sure. Look, I, I think starting from an industry perspective, I, you know, it really feels like a fairly golden time in Ag at the moment. We have, as you say, low interest rates in the last couple of years, you know, I guess, depending on the ge- geographical locations of of your listeners. But it's been pretty favourable seasonal conditions on the eastern seaboard, at least after after some tough years pre. Before that, uh, we've seen rapidly rising land prices. We've seen people's you know equity in their balance sheets grow significantly, um, and commodity prices across the board have been re- relatively strong. So it it feels like a golden period. Um, we hope it continues, but inevitably there will be hiccups. But uh, but you know certainly the outlook at the moment is, is really really strong. Um, From I guess from you know just quickly from the perspective of my business and what we do, look, you know, it it has continued to grow sort of organically and with word of mouth. um, Reasons we've outlined with you know the finance and obtaining finance and stuff being more difficult than it was previously, um, it has made sense to people to outsource that. It's you know it's generally you know generally a win-win situation whereby you know hopefully we take some stress out of people's lives in doing that, we take some workload workload off there you know, off their desk and we generally get them a, a superior outcome than what they'd get themselves. So it's sort of, it works conceptually. And I think, you know, I think we'll see the industry continually go this way in terms of, you know, using an intermediary in, in sourcing their finance. Um, and we also do some you know, other advisory work and some day-to-day financial management for people, which, you know, as businesses get larger and as the world gets a little bit more complicated, it makes more and more sense and there's more and more value in outsourcing some of these roles. So, um, you know, we will just continue to grow, um, to grow along that as we are with the business, and, and um, you know, certainly look forward to the positive future of agriculture. Ben.
0: Yes, well, as you as you say, here's cheers to um, to uh, the, the, the good times rolling, and you know we may not we may not see uh, two back to back years like we have in the Australian market, at least uh, for most people, um, for some time uh, to come. But uh, if we can at least go back to some average. I think everyone would be comfortable to go back some average years um, Absolutely. as well. So, yeah, look, really appreciate your time, Richard. That's been great to um, go around all of that in, in the world of finance. And, uh, yeah, we uh, look forward to seeing um, seeing how things progress into into the next few years. And, yeah, thanks for your time.
1: No, it's been a pleasure, Ben. Uh, ben thanks for asking me and thanks for the chat. That's a wrap. We're done. Cheers! Cool, awesome. Well, well. that, that was good, mate. Well, uh,
0: yeah, no, great, excellent, just spot on. It's a different perspective, and um, I was actually going to ask something else at the end there, but my mind drifted, and I was looking at the clock and thinking I better wrap it up. So I'll, uh, I think that was there was enough in there to to give us fifteen minutes, mate. And I'll share you a cut version of that probably tomorrow morning, and you can uh, give it the thumbs up.
1: Oh sorry, sorry. It
0: just uh, you dropped out there for a minute. Just oh, that's fine. In. No, I was just going to say, yeah, we we should finish the cut version of that tomorrow morning, and I'll send you a, a link over, and you can just review it to make sure you're happy before we put oh, it out tonight.
1: So I'll have to uh, I'll have to subscribe to your podcast. <laughs> you
0: will. Mate. You will. We, we'll we'll put you on our distribution list. So awesome, awesome. I uh, no, no Appreciate worries. it, I know you've got to go, so I'll I'll let you go and prep for okay. this one. Too easy. Thanks, mate. Thanks, you. Cheers, See, mate. Bye. bye. bye.